0: Bogut to the rack and he jammed it. Oh my goodness. Locked by Bogut.
1: The Warriors big man joins our big man. The Andrew Bogut Show with Mr. T. Now, here's Tom Tolbert. We're hey, 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 hey. at Tom Tolbert with you. Always a pleasure to talk to Andrew Bogut. It joins us courtesy of the Ring Central Guest Line the last time of the year. Andrew, what's going on, man? I no, much how Are you going? Good. Nobody uh, snapping pictures of you stuffing a burger into your face today?
2: No, not today. It's been a good day so far, um, <laughs> but the day's still young.
1: Uh, now, how do most people do it? Do they try to do it like uh, down by their down by their hip? Do they wait till you're digging into the burger and maybe do it as they're walking away? How do people? How are people sneaky in that regard, trying to snap off pictures? Well,
2: look. I mean, first and foremost, I want to say, like, if you just come up and ask. Um, generally, you know, I'm, I'm, most times I'm going to say yes, take a photo. But, you know, when I'm eating or, you know, you're with friends or family and, you know, um, people, you can just see people lifting their phones up seeing their texting when they're, you know, you see the flash go off and you're like, come on, man, <laughs> you know. You know, I, you know, people say, you know, I, tweet, I had some fun with it yesterday on Twitter and people say it comes with the territory.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I was kind of raised differently. Um, when I was when I was a nobody and a young fellow, I'd never never just stick a camera in someone's face and expect them to, to oblige just because they're an athlete or a celebrity, but that's just the, the slide you live in today.
1: Well, I've never I, – I, that argument never really resonated with me that, well, you make a lot of money, so deal with it. I just I, – yeah. I, I, I never got the connection between the two.
2: Well, look, I understand that, you, you, you know, some people, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity meeting, meeting a, an athlete that they, they support or, or whatever, and that's why, why all means you know, come up and ask and be respectful, you know, if I'm eating – you know, the, the, there's many respectful people that await C.C. and Shamil to ask, and that's great. But um, unfortunately today, you know, everyone everyone's time's valuable, so people want it when they want it. And that's kind of just the way the human race is going. Everyone's kind of, um, you know, entitled to to whatever they want.
0: Um, I, I mean, I, I, they never think about the other people in the group that get inconvenienced either. That's the, that's the thing that always strikes me. I mean, even if you want to say, well, yeah, you make a lot of money. Well, yeah, but the other four people at the table don't. So how about giving them a
2: break? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you, the thing you can't forget is um, everyone's going to remember that one time you said no. Mm-hmm. They're generally not going to remember the one time you said yes. So it, it's kind of fickle. You know, yeah. it is what it is. But like I said, if, if you're respectful, I'm happy to do it. But if you're, you know, I just, I just don't think that it's appropriate to without a camera and just kind buzzing away at people just because they're an athlete or a celebrity. But, I mean, I'm, I've got an opinion on that. And, some
0: people
1: have a different opinion. Yeah. So
0: Tom knocked that stuff off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was me taking pictures of Andrew. <laughs> one more. I got one. Let's see if I can sneak this one out there. Um, I, I
0: got I got a question that has nothing to do with you eating or being the subject of a photographer. Um, in hockey, at the end of a year, basically all the players say all the things that were wrong with them physically, um, once there's no reason to, to hide it anymore, is – are you ready to tell us all the things that hurt you this year, or is that something you're just going to take with you through the summer?
2: Well, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of issues. You know, the ankle was the main one. The back, the back was just a situation where I hadn't played basketball for so long, and it just tightened up, and a little disc was out of place. But that actually went up pretty quick. Um, you know, to be honest, the ankle I struggled with all year. I didn't really have any good good weeks. Um, every day, you know, I'd come in and i do about an hour and a half of rehab and treatment and massage just to get it right to play. And that was every day of the season. So uh, I didn't want to make an excuse in the season because I don't think it's it's fair. You know, you play that, mm. and then all of a sudden you say, you know, oh, it's because of this, or because of that. But, you know, it's, it was a frustrating year for me, and um, I look forward to, you know, having this next three or four weeks strictly to focus on getting the ankle right before I get back on the court and start working out.
1: What is it going to entail, Andrew? Is it just more treatment, or is it going to be a lot of just – Staying off it and and giving it some rest.
2: Yeah, as much as I want to get back, I want to get back and work out as soon as I can. And i a lot of things to work on, but um, I think the most important thing right now is getting the swelling out. You know, the, the probably the last, probably the first and second round of the playoffs, it was just it was just swollen all the time. And and you know, when it when it when it swells, it times up my joint, and then I lose mobility in running, and then that can throw out other things, as you know. So. I'm trying to focus the next week or two on, on just getting the swelling completely out of it. Um, and that, that, you know, stay, stay off as much as I can, rest, ice, uh, physio, massage, and all that, and then and then re-evaluate in a couple of weeks and see how it is. But, um, yeah, I, I just want to get it, you know, it's strong and stable. That's a crazy thing. But the issue I had this season was if I stepped on someone's foot or, or got agitated, it'd swell up and then it'd lock my whole joint up. And then it'd take me a day or two to... To get that swelling out, um, to, to feel better, but you know, in the playoffs we didn't have we didn't have more than a day, so that that kind of was was a big problem for me.
1: Talking to Andrew Bogut, he's joined us throughout the course of the season. Would you say you guys overachieved this year uh, based on expectations, or do you say well, we don't really care what expectations are? We thought we had this in us, and you expected to do what you ended up doing.
2: I think yeah, I think we overachieved the group that we had. Um, there was a lot of question marks coming through this season on um, numerous issues. My ankle, Steph's ankle, team um, as a team. Uh, B Rush goes down early. You know, four rookies, three of them played big minutes for us. Um, so there was a lot of questions, but we think we did did a pretty good job um, of succeeding in our expectations. I mean, we, we wouldn't have thought that we would have, you know, been a Denver team that we struggled with all season um, in the seven game series, and then. And then push the Spurs um, to six games, which were, which were closer than people think. So we, um, we we definitely overachieved. But the most important thing now, looking forward, is not to come out of layin egg next season and uh, and kill this momentum that we built up. So that's that's the goal for us all, and it should be the goal for each and every one of us.
1: So you said to ask you after the series is over, and I just remembered uh, we talked about this during the Denver series. So now that it's over, was it just physical play, or was Denver dirty during that series?
2: Um, I think it was, I think it was physical, borderline. But, but I mean, we did the same thing to them. I mean, they, um, you know, they they got stepped with a cheap one, and I got I got three backs for that one. I mean, that's that's how it kind of goes. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a physical series, and you, you know, after that second or third game, you just hate seeing each other anymore, and that, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. You know, you know, sitting in series, and you just, you, you know, you could be best friends with someone, and you hate them for those for those two weeks you play them because you just you just don't want to see their face, <laughs> you just see it every day. <laughs> It becomes annoying you just want to you know you want to hurt each other and, and and you know you want to be physical you want to dunk on someone you want to yell in their face and that's just i think that's why basketball is such a unique uh sporting you know sporting agenda because there's not many not many sports that have that that kind of that kind of predicament and you know um that, that we do in the nba
1: so you don't get a chance to do what i did when i played because the game was a little bit different you could bust guys coming across the middle you didn't have to let them run now if you impede their ability to run across the lane you get called with a foul I mean it was nothing to to whack guys with with an elbow or forearm you know guards that were coming through the lane so I was able to take out some of my frustration or get the physical aspect in the game and it was legal back then being that some of that stuff isn't tolerated as much anymore how do you go about being physical uh, and trying to kind of impose your will and let people know that the lane is my area without committing fouls
2: um, well, it's tough. Obviously, you know, in, in today's day and age, with with, with how many cameras out of games and social media and all that, it's very hard to do anything, you know, um, crazy like you said. With that, you know, you're, you're going to get a massive fine yeah. if stern. But, I mean, a guy like Kenneth Reed, is a fine example. You know, he's, he's, he's very physical. He's an undersized, probably four man, but he makes up for that with energy and physicality. So, you know, he's running. He's jumping over your back. He's trying to get tip jams, and he's trying to, you know, he's going to he's going to mess you up if you're not ready. So, I think. You know, the way you be physical is you give him a forearm shiver on a box out. That's, that's legal. And just make sure you hit him and you, you kind of stun him a little bit and let him know that you're going to battle just as much as he is. And I don't think it's cheap. I think, you know, you've you got to be very careful because if you don't do that, you know, you're going to end up on a poster and you're going to end up falling over because he's going yeah. to him. So um, I think they're, they're the most important things with guys like that. But generally, you know, you just got to take it as it comes.
0: Um, now, you said that you, by the end of the Denver series, you're pretty much sick of them. Are you sick enough of the Spurs now that you might not watch this series? Or are you just a basketball <laughs> fan who feels riveted to watch the rest of it?
2: You know, it's funny, man. I'm, I'm uh, just just moving around the place in California. I didn't, I didn't realize how many, how many people, how much people hate the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of random fans that aren't even fans of the Warriors were like, man, we're pulling for you guys. We hate the Spurs. And I was like, wow, like, <laughs> it, it's just interesting hearing it, but, um, Look, I'll follow it as much as I can. Obviously, I'm um, going to go back to Australia in the next probably four or five days, so it's a little harder to catch the time difference. But I try to catch all the games and keep in touch with it. Um, and I know, you know, obviously I'll surprised surprised with the scoreline of game one, which um, just goes to show how much we push the Spurs. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting series.
0: What um, What do you think your team learned about uh, what it takes to, to go deep into the playoffs? Based on the San Antonio series, that maybe it it didn't know as a unit before.
2: Well, I think everything is magnified in the playoffs. You know, um, execution was poor probably in you know four or five games of the Denver and San Antonio series, and, and Denver almost cost us game, uh, well, the game six, um, and then San Antonio it cost us game one. So. I think, you know, late game execution needs to improve and just just knowing some things that I was stressing during the year with guys was making sure you listen to timeout. You know, don't, don't screw up timeout play. You know, attention to detail needs to be better and a lot of young guys could understand where I was coming from I and mean, then once you get to a playoff series now I think they kind of realise how big one or two possessions can be and I think we realise that against the Spurs because, you know, it is could to been a, a, a 3-1 a three one lead um, coming back to, to, you know, game five or six but um that's just one thing you got to work on you know the offseason and we're a young team um you know we have to we have to adjust to that
1: and maybe getting the ball in bounds, maybe an emphasis this offseason too <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know
2: what the will happened that game but i think it still comes down to late game execution we we have a bunch of sets that we run late game for getting the ball in but for some reason we just we just panicked and didn't didn't get into them and everyone it seemed like everyone was running towards the ball and then once you get to that baseline, there's no way to throw the ball. So, yep. you know, i got us in trouble a couple of times.
1: So when you uh, head back to Australia, you're going to be uh, following you on Twitter. I know you're an Australian rules football guy. You're going to be – I don't even know what season it is. I don't know if they're playing games now or not, but you're going to be taking in a few games?
2: Yeah, definitely. They're in they're – in, I think it's round nine right now. So there's, there's 23 or 24 rounds, Um, us they once a week. So they're, they're mid-season right now in the winter over there. So – I'll definitely get down. I love going down there and, and catch a couple of games. And the spectacle of it's great. And, it's, it's you know, it's what I grew up with. You guys grew up with, with American football and baseball and basketball. And I grew up, you know, especially my city in Melbourne, uh, I grew up with, with Australian rules football.
1: Did you play? Because you seem like you have the demeanor to, to get out there and play a little uh, Australian rules football. Did you ever get out there and play?
2: Yeah, I played at a very young age. Um parents didn't like it because it, it was a winter sport. So you, you come and absolutely filthy with mud and dirt. And, you know, you're playing in playing in rain. So, my mum wasn't huge on it. So, she definitely liked um like the indoor sport of basketball a little better. So, they they pushed me that way. So, so
1: if you had so have you done, never, if you had have done your own laundry, you could have played football there. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. I don't think my mum like you know being outside in the cold and watching the games either.
0: That was that was a pain in the butt for her as well. She stifled your dreams. You need to cover yeah, this in exactly. the book. <laughs>
1: I'm good. I'm good with what I got right now, man. I'm good with what I got. I'm
0: happy
1: where I'm at. <laughs> hey, good stuff all year, Andrew. Really appreciate you uh, joining the show. It was a lot of fun to uh, to watch up close. Have a uh, restful off season. We'll look forward to catching up with you maybe uh, as the next season rolls around, man. So thank you very much again. No
2: worries. We'll putting, uh, putting a good word for you with the
0: bosses so I can come back
1: next season. Absolutely, we'd love to have you, man. It's already done. It's can you take worries, a twenty percent pay cut? <laughs>
0: Hey, no worries. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't
1: say that. (laughs) Have a good offseason, Enderman. Appreciate it. All right, you take it easy, man.